When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Isaac Okuson here with Civil Engineering Academy coming at you with another sweet episode. Hey, today we want to talk about some of the mistakes, the top mistakes that engineers make when they are taking the PE exam. And then we also want to discuss strategies on really how to solve those problems. So it's going to be a good one, guys. Stick around and we will discuss how you can better prepare for the civil PE exam by discussing strategies surrounding the top mistakes that engineers are making when studying for this exam. It's going to be a good one. All right, see you in a few. Hey guys, before we keep going, I want to tell you about the best resource to help study for the civil PE exam, and that is the ultimate civil PE review course that we at Civil Engineering Academy have developed for you. If you need some hand-holding, this is the course to get that will take you from point A to B or Z or whatever you want to call it. What it's going to give you is results. And uh, we developed this from the ground up, right from the specs from NCES, and gives you everything you need to pass the civil PE exam. Practice exams, depth exams, 100, over 150 video practice problems, lecture modules, uh, a homework planner, equation reference guide. It's all there for you. Go check it out at civilpereviewcourse.com. That's civilpereviewcourse.com. And we have built that from the ground up to help you ace this exam. I promise it will help you. So go check it out. All right, let's get right after it. So I'm excited to talk about this one today. There's a lot of mistakes that we make as civil engineers when we're gearing up for the PE exam. And I think if we shed some light on this, that uh, that I think a lot of people will avoid this as they jump in to uh, taking the exam. So the first one that I can think of, a, of a big mistake people make on the on the exam is basically time management. And this kind of boils down to spending too much time on a question. Um, we've written a huge, not a huge, but we've written a blog post about this called time management on the PE exam, which, you know, obviously it's very important and people don't, they kind of underestimate this component to the exam. So there's, there's kind of a strategy to get through this thing. Um, you know, maybe you're the person that finishes the morning exam so fast, everyone kind of wonders if you just guessed B on everything, you know, but uh, if you're finishing the exam that quick, then uh, then either you're a genius or you just took a guess on everything. So this is not what we mean by time management. So uh, in, in theory, you have about six minutes per problem on the exam. So obviously this is true. Um, and some problems will take longer. Some will be shorter. You'll notice on the exam that there's theory questions involved. Those can be answered pretty quickly, uh, depending on if you're thumbing through resources and such. And then the conceptual ones can vary, you know, especially in the depth exam. So, um, some strategies surrounding that is that, 
um, the first time that you really go through the exam, a lot of people like to just run through the problems um, that they know how to solve right off the bat. So obviously, if you've been studying for your depth section of choice, let's say if that was transportation, then you've obviously honed your skills for that particular section, and you should be able to blow through those questions pretty quickly. And the same would apply for any of the depth sections you particularly studied for the exam. You should be able to find those easier, especially in the AM portion of the exam. So, you know, go through the exam once through, go through the questions, make sure uh, if it's one you feel like you can just get through, then do it. I myself, when I took it, just worked it one, you know, one at a time straight through. I didn't kind of skip through. I gave it my best shot as I went through. So like I said, keep in mind, there's a lot of theory questions on here. They will not take six minutes to solve. Um, so, you know, you're going to look in a textbook or you're going to look in the back of the, uh, the index of the CIRM or any other resource that you have, and you're going to kind of find the keyword and try to look those, those guys up is typically what people do. Uh, but the reality is, is when you're reading through the problem and you, maybe you can't find something, you just have to figure it out. You just got to reason it out in your mind and make your best engineering judgment. So time management is, is a big deal. If you cannot get an answer on a problem, just skip it and make sure you, you know, put a mark somewhere or, you know, flag it somehow, um, which, in you know, this, which is what I mean by put a little mark on your bubble sheet so you can come back to it after you've gone through the exam and give it another shot. So uh, what we don't want you to do is spend a huge amount of time and resources solving one particular problem and hitting that, you know, so hard that you've neglected the rest of the exam. And I know students that do this and it is, it's a, it's a mistake. You've got to figure out when you simply need to move on and skip the problem that, and come back later to, to try to solve it. Okay. So that is the first huge mistake is time management. Uh, basically trying to solve a problem that's taking way too long and that just eating up your time on the exam. So we definitely want to avoid that. All right, let's dive into another mistake that I'm thinking about. The other mis another mistake that I'm thinking about is really uh, not becoming familiar with your calculator and what it can do for you. And so a lot of people will dive into, you know, you're going to go to NCES and look at the approved calculator list. Uh, you have to make sure that it is an approved one. So make sure you're getting one that's on that list. Um, if if you're not, then you're going to be, you know, you're going to be screwed. So make sure you're getting an approved calculator and then you're make sure you understand it. So solve every single problem as you're studying from that calculator and uh, look up how, tutorials on really some of the sweet functions that your calculator can do. Uh, there's tons of them on YouTube, and uh, many courses also teach you how to do that too. But you can just look these things up. Um, you can also find, uh, like I said, free calculator trainings. So make sure you take the time to understand your calculator and know all uh, some of the functions that it can do because those functions could save you time on the exam should things come up. Now, uh, I have personally found that that's maybe more so for the FE exam as it's pretty uh, statistics and math heavy. Uh, and on the PE exam, 
it's it's less so so but still you want to be familiar with your exam and or your calculator and definitely what it can do um, and some of the things that people worry about on the exams if you're going to run out of battery juice um, so some people go as far as to bring a second calculator or change of batteries. Uh, but I, you know, I personally think that if you're just getting a calculator that has a solar function to it, you're probably going to be just fine. So uh, I think with the PE exam, uh, there's no real tricks here. Just get familiar with your calculator. Make sure you understand it because when you need it and you need to use it, you don't want to be thumbing through figuring out how to use it when it comes test time. So don't make the mistake of not knowing your calculator. So become very familiar with your ca calculator and do it very early on as you are preparing to study. All right, let's dive into another mistake. So another mistake engineers make is that they end up bringing just bags and suitcases full and full of resources and reference material. And you're looking around and you start questioning, geez, did I not, did I not bring enough with me? Um, you're looking at other students. They've got suitcases full of stuff and crates and uh, just tons and tons of material. Um, the, the problem with this is that you, you are not going to get through all of that material when you're studying for this exam. Uh, you don't have the time to do it. So I guess the thought with that is that people want to be prepared and it's better to have it than not have it, I guess. But the truth is, is that you're just not going to have time to go through all of that material. Uh, the, the test is structured uh, so that you should understand what you're solving and you should have a good understanding of what resource you should be bringing with you into the exam. Uh, you know, obviously you need your code books if you're, if it outlines that you need those. And that's probably a big reason why there are suitcases full of books coming. But, um, you know, if you're bringing volumes of textbooks and all kinds of reference material, you're just not going to have time to go through it. So uh, get very familiar with a few resource, make sure uh, resources, uh, some really good reference manuals. Obviously, the Civil Engineering Reference Manual has been the go-to book for years and years and years. And uh, in fact, if you do still need that book or do need it in the future, Go use our affiliate link at civilengineeringacademy.com slash PPI and use the checkout code of CIVAC and you can get 15% off any book at PPI as we are a partner with them on that. So go get that if you don't have it. If you need other books, bring those too. But that is definitely a mistake. Um, you really need to try to whittle down what you're going to bring. And this requires some organization on your part. So anything that's loose, you need to bind up in a three ring binder. So, and, and tab things up. So you're tabbing uh, maybe the sections to the problems that they're associated with. So you don't have to just keep trying to find this stuff all over the place. So get things organized, print out all that loose leaf, leaf stuff, or if it's already loose leaf, get it in a binder. If you have notes from things, get those in a binder as well. Um, so all of these things will help you get organized. And we definitely want to avoid packing too many uh, reference materials with you because you're just not going to get through them all. And frankly, it's just a, a pain in the butt to bring with you <laughs> to the exam, if you know what I mean. 
Uh, no one wants to bring in suitcases chock full of books. It's kind of a pain. Uh, I myself, I did the geotech depth exam. I found that was uh, a decent uh, amount of books. I actually, um, I can't remember if I brought a suitcase or or if it was just a backpack, but I don't think it was a huge amount of material. I mean, you definitely need what you need, uh, but don't think that by bringing a ton of min- material, you're going to end up getting through it all. So don't make that mistake. All right, let's talk about another mistake that I see, and that is messing up on the little things. And this, what I mean by this is this: these are things that you should just naturally know uh, what's going on and what to do and preparing yourself for just taking an exam of this size and magnitude. So what I mean by this is make sure you know where the test is and know where to park and what you're going to be doing for lunch and preparing yourself the night before, making sure you're getting sleep, um, even though you might not sleep that well. We got to give our body and mind the rest that it needs to, to, to feel prepared for just a big exam like this. Um, so these are the little, the little things get prepared, right? I mean, don't let these things slip through. It's, it's one of these things where, you know, I think it's human nature where people want to cram before an exam. But the truth is, is that that last week of studying, uh, really isn't going to move the needle much. If you haven't prepared, uh, up to this point and you, you like it's just not going to help that much if you're cramming the night before. Uh, there's no amount of practice exams or problems you're going to do that's going to move the needle uh, at this point of the game. So, you know, give yourself a break. Uh, make sure you're giving yourself time to sleep. Don't do crazy things the night before. Um, find out the details of where your exam is, how long it's going to take to drive there. What's the weather like the next day? Um, you know, all these little things that could possibly creep up. Um, you know, is your car working well? You don't want your battery to die in the morning. Things like this. You know what I mean? Get those little things out of the way so that come test time, you wake up in the morning, you give yourself a good, you know, get a little breakfast. You run to the testing center. Everybody's antsy. Everybody's nervous. Everybody's in the same shoes. And you meet people maybe you know from school and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, that's awkward. But get through those little things so you're not questioning what to do at those times. And then definitely make sure you're giving yourself enough sleep. I'm talking like, you know, seven, eight hours. And uh, you go, you can go through your notes. I don't, You know, I don't care if you're going through your notes the night before making sure, you know, my reference manuals the way I want it. I'm getting my books in the bag the way I want to pull them out the, you know, the next day, all that kind of stuff. So all that will help you, but I'm just telling you, don't cram the night before. That's not going to help you much at all. Uh, And uh, make sure you get all these little details out of the way. Don't make that mistake and just make sure things are running smoothly and you're ready for this big exam in your life. It's um, it's a big deal, and we don't want these little things that could creep up to hurt you in any way, and that's a mistake I kind of see sometimes. All right, let's talk about another mistake. This might be the last mistake I can think of, but uh, let's talk about it. So the last, this one I can, uh, I'm thinking about has to do with not practicing enough problems. And really, this kind of equates to, 
your confidence level. If you're going into this exam thinking you just got this in the bag because maybe you were a decent student in school, you're in for a rude awakening. Um, that it takes preparation to actually pass this exam, believe it or not. So you cannot go into this thing um, thinking you can just ace it without studying very much. Um, you know, unless you're a savant or a genius, uh, this just isn't the way it works. There might be one guy in the office that you know of that took the exam and blew through it um, and prepared for two weeks for it or one month. I don't know what it was, but it's just not that is not the norm. So um, don't be brought down by feeling, you know, if you're going into this way too confident, um, you will be humbled. So and that that is something that happened to me as a repeat taker. So, and to go along with that, though, if you are a repeat taker, don't get beat up by the the statistics and the stats that show um, as a repeat taker that you're going to fail because there are they are low. They're much lower as a repeat taker. So there's kind of this this balance, you know, you don't stay too high, don't stay too low. Just keep doing it. And what this equates to for me is the mistake of not practicing enough problems, getting exposure to problems, practicing more problems, buying more problems, just finding tons of problems to do. And uh, this also means, and this also goes with time management, but you need to take practice exams. Um, ideally, I think it's it's beneficial for you to take two breadth exams and two depth exams. You can take a breadth and a depth exam somewhere, you know, a, you know, a third of the way into your studying just to see where you're at. Give yourself a chance there and see how you do. Uh, really will open your eyes to the holes and the things that you do not know because you're, you're going to bomb it. I can promise you that you're going to bomb it, but you're going to go back through the exam like homework and work those problems. Okay. Now, the second time you take a practice exam, which is near the end of your studies, let's say it's, you know, three, four weeks before the real exam, you get sit down and you got to make sure you're timing yourself on these things too. So, and it doesn't need to be one eight hour session. You can you say, you know, it's a Saturday. I'm going to block off four hours here and see if I can get through an exam that's 40 questions long that relates to the AM portion of the exam. And then the next week, you do the same thing for the PM portion of the exam, block off four hours and get through 40 questions related to your PM exam. So uh, you don't need to chunk it out into one eight-hour session. I mean, you can if you want to, but the whole point of that is to get 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 some practice, right? Get some practice, get the fill, for how much time it takes to get through an exam, because that's going to get you the feel of what the real exam is like when you got to bust through these problems with only six minutes per problem. And you know what? If you bomb that one too, you just work those problems again like homework, making sure you're understanding the concepts that are on there. Uh, Don't leave anything out to hang. Make sure you do understand what's going on with each one of those. So uh, yeah, you know, that can be a big mistake for people. Um, thinking that they've got this test in the bag. Yeah, even if they were a really, really good student, um, you, you cannot go into this exam with proper, without proper preparation. Uh, don't make that mistake. And don't make the mistake I made when I first took it, and that's not to get enough problems under your belt and practice, practice exams. So it does not, 
hurt you to find more problems to do uh, and to keep going with those because that is the absolute key to passing the exam is to practice problems like crazy. All right, everybody. I think that's going to cover it for me. I I ran out of mistakes. No, what? but serious. What other mistakes do you know about or that you wish that we could talk about that you know you have made or either you can think about? I would love to hear your comments. If you have any other tips or tricks related to the PE exam that could help other people, just shoot me an email. That would be awesome. Isaac at Civil Engineering Academy, and uh, we can share those with others. But these are the mistakes that I could think of that will better help prepare you if you can avoid them uh, right up front as you're taking the exam. Uh, that, that will definitely help you on your journey to getting this thing done and over with. So we're excited. Uh, I know that you can do this. It's a huge milestone in your life, uh, but uh, try to avoid the mistakes that I most commonly see and you'll be way ahead of the game and uh, you'll be prepared to pass the civil PE exam. So guys, thanks for being here. Uh, really appreciate it. Like I said, if you have any comments, topics, or want to join us, Feel free to uh, shoot me an email, Isaac at civilengineeringacademy.com. That's I-S-A-A-C at civilengineeringacademy.com. And we will see you in the next one. Bye. Hey, thanks for joining us on another sweet episode of the Civil Engineering Academy podcast. If you need any help with your FE, your PE, career advice, or anything to do with civil engineering, go check us out at civilengineeringacademy.com. And hey, if you have ideas for the show or you want to join me on this show, uh, stuff that would be interesting, shoot me an email, Isaac at civilengineeringacademy.com. I'd love to hear from you. All right, we'll see you later on the next one. Bye.